1: time now for dan issel and louis rebeau right here on espn 680 and 1057 now
2: here's dan and louis happy friday everybody this is issel and louis we're glad you tuned in and of course the first hour of the show is brought to you by kentuckytourism.com and louis right off the top we want to welcome in the former Batavia Bulldog, the f- former Aus- Augustana College Viking, and the man that led the Bengals to their very first Super Bowl, Super Bowl sixteen against the San Francisco 49ers, Kenny Anderson. Kenny, welcome in this morning.
1: Well, Dave, good talking to you guys again.
2: <laughs> hey, be- before we get to you and the Bengals and this year's uh, Super Bowl, you took kind of a different route to professional football. Did you ever think of going any place other than Augustana? And how did you get from Augustana to the Cincinnati Bengals?
1: Well, um, an interesting story. I mean, it really, I wasn't that big coming out of high school, so I wasn't recruited uh, by any large schools because of uh, football and and or basketball. Basketball is always my favorite sport. I thought my best sport was baseball. Yeah. Um you know, I get to Augustana, and uh, you know, I tried out for the football team, and I end up starting uh, as a freshman. Uh, and then I end up starting out as a basketball player as a freshman. And then when baseball came around, I was too tired. But uh, you know, things <laughs> were going along, uh, going along good for football. And then after my sophomore year, um, uh, our coaching staff left, and I thought, well, what the heck? I mean, I'm paying for my own college, and I remember talking with you. And we were trying to get me down to Kentucky because uh, they'd had a new football coach. I think it was Johnny Ray was coming uh, from uh, Notre Dame to Kentucky. Exactly. Yep. And then uh, then my uncle went to Northern Illinois, and he said, Kenny, they'll give you a scholarship if you want to go there. And then an old scout from the Green Bay Packers came by that spring, and he said, hey, kids, stay where you're at. And so uh, I stayed at Augustana, and it turned out pretty well.
2: Now, t- is the story that I have told, <laughs> countless times about Jack Brickhouse and 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 George Hallis. Do you know if that's true?
1: No, it's true. Uh, uh, Jack Brickhouse, of course, the, the great announcer for the the Cubs and the Bears in, in Chicago, and his daughter, Jeannie, was in my class, and he got roped into coming out for homecoming every year. And after my freshman year, he went back and told Hallis, he said, hey, you know, there's this kid out there at August 10th, I think that could be pretty good at quarterback. And then they came out the next year and went back and told him, hey, listen, this kid's getting better, and kind of talked to him every year. And and I think uh, that the Bears were about the only team that didn't come out and scout me. And they
0: were the closest. <laughs> Look, Dan, Go would ahead, you— Oh No, it's all right. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for joining us here uh, on ESPN six eighty one oh five seven. Uh By the way, the entirety of the NFL is based on Ken Anderson's— Uh, Offensive philosophy, completing over seventy percent of his passes in nineteen eighty two. Do you feel like that team was ahead of its time?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I do, and and I think we were ahead of our time a little bit before that as well. Because you know, my my coach the the first five years in the league from seventy one to seventy five was Bill Walsh. You know, the founder of the West Coast offense, so that's what we were running. So if you look back at some of those years that we were completing over sixty percent, when you know, kind of the league average was about fifty percent. And then when we got uh, you know to, to 1981, 82, you know Lindy Infante was our offensive coordinator, great offensive mind, and and we started doing a lot of option routes where mm-hmm. you know we gave like, guys a chance to run different routes depending on technique, depending on coverage, and you know it took us 1980 to figure out that by 1981 we were hitting on all cylinders, and of course then 82 then we had a a good year as well, so. Um, well. Yeah, well, we and we we started running the the nakeds as well. You know, it's kind of the you know fake one way the quarterback roll out to the right, and mm-hmm. and that was uh, confusing to a lot of teams back then.
2: Kenny, you you have to be a, a little envious of the rules today because <laughs> I I used to cringe when you would get clobbered, but I'm the rules today. You might you, you might complete eighty percent given the rules today.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to turn 74 years old. I might still be playing if I couldn't get hit that much. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. No, it's, a, you know, offense changed. You know, when I came into the league, the offensive linemen uh, could not extend their arms past rushing. They had to keep their hands within the framework of their body. Um, you could mug receivers all over the field. And then, you know, in the, the 80s, that kind of changed and the game opened up and, you know, we we didn't go three wide receivers much because back in those days you only had a forty man roster. You only carried three wide receivers. So um, you know, it, it changed a lot over the years. But gosh, would it be fun to play today? You know, watching guys, you know, like like Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow here in, in Cincinnati, and and I was a pretty mobile quarterback, so I think I would have fit in pretty good in today's football.
0: You <clears> mentioned <throat> you mentioned that eighty one team and uh, in in nineteen eighty two you played in a game that is now known as the Freezer Bowl. When you watch some of these games in Buffalo and Kansas City this year, do you think, ah, kids, these days, it was negative nine?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't come up to 50 below, you know, 59 oh. below. I mean, what the heck? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you, you take a lot of pride in some things, and certainly, you know, we didn't win the Super Bowl, so you try to put that out of your mind a little bit. But, mm. you know, to play in, in the coldest game in NFL history with wind chill, there was the, the Packer game was colder on the thermometer, but we had the coldest wind chill. And to execute uh, like we did, I think, was a, a testament to our head coach Forrest Gregg, who uh, who made us a pretty tough team, not only physically but mentally.
2: Now, Kenny, you went to uh, Detroit and you play the San Francisco Forty ers The game, the game doesn't turn out the way we all wanted it to turn out. And I know, you know, people say, "Well, you got to treat it like just another game," but. But it's not just another game. What do you remember about the Super Bowl?
1: Well, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, Dan. You know, you try to think it, it's, it's just another game. and you know, and, and you kind of convince yourself of that uh, during the week. It was a little bit different because, you know, there was the first Super Bowl in a, a cold-weather city. And, you know, we're up there for a weekend. And what do you do? And, you know, at night and we had a little time off. We found a little pizza joint with, uh, you know, some picnic tables that we go have a couple of beers at at night. Um, And and then the practices were different because we both had to practice, you know, in the the Pontiac Silverdome. And, you know, uh, uh, San Francisco practiced in the morning. We practiced in the afternoon. So I would see Bill Walsh and those guys as we were coming in. They were going out. Okay. And it's still kind of a normal week. And then you're going to the stadium. (coughs) Excuse me. And there's only really one route to the stadium. And that's closed off because the vice president was going to the game. So now everybody's (laughs) late getting there, including the teams. And, you know, and they'll go, okay, you know, it's a little bit different. And then, you know, you go to warm up and you come back out and there's Diana Ross was singing the national anthem. And I'm going, she doesn't show up in Cincinnati very often. This must be something special about this game. So that's when it kind of hit me.
2: <laughs> well, I, I I read something funny the other day. It said that Bill Walsh and the, and the 49ers, because of the traffic you just uh, referenced, I didn't get to the stadium till 90 minutes before the game. And he said, he said on the bus as they were traveling, he said, guys, I've got the game on the radio. We're ahead seven to nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah there's somebody, the equipment manager scored from one yard out or something like that. Uh, so, you know, you know, Bill was, uh, you know, such a big influence in, in my life and in, in my career, you know, kind of set the, the fundamentals for me playing the position and coaching the position for 17 years. And, you know, it, but you go and you get a game like that, and, and I don't care what sport you're playing. You know, we turned the ball over five times. And you don't win any football game turning it over five times, and you know we had our chances and we just couldn't get it done.
0: I'm actually interested. I think Mondale left office on January 20th of that year, and then you played the game three days later. So was it the new vice president then?
1: Oh, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I think it was. Um, oh, that's a terrible uh, first
0: act in office.
1: Well, I, I I know to close things down, yeah, and, and then it was so cold that day, and, and people <laughs> were trying to get in the building, and the doors oh. weren't open yet. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, I, I always said, and I, and I don't know, Dan, if we talked about this, but, I, you know, that year I said, I think we're going to be pretty good you know if i'm ever going to go to a super bowl it, you know it won't be in california it won't be in arizona it won't be in uh in new Orleans, it won't be in florida i'll get to go to pontiac michigan and, and certainly that's where we went
0: so I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about the current Bengals, and obviously they, they make the great run last year and frankly you know making the the conference championship again this year with joe burrow what are your impressions of him have you gotten to meet him he seems like a i mean from the outside by all measure to be just a A very cool character, a cool guy to play with. Um, Have you had interactions with him, and what's your takeaway of him?
1: I've only met him once. Hmm. And, uh, you know, from when he was drafted uh, until really last spring, uh, you know, the COVID restrictions to get uh, near the players at the stadium, uh, you just couldn't do it. And, uh, you know, finally at one of their OTAs in the summer, uh, I had a chance to go to Hmm. practice and and talk with him for a while, you know, afterwards, and, and a great young kid. Um, and, and I hope I can spend some some more time with him this offseason. Uh, you know, f- for some reason we decided that uh, that the weather at South Carolina wasn't good enough and we moved back to Cincinnati full-time. Oh. <laughs> um, so hopefully I'll be, I'll be a chance to, to run into him a few more times.
2: Well, I, I have to give you credit because you were on with Mike and I uh, maybe two, maybe even longer than that ago. And you said the little bit that you had seen of him, you thought he was going to be a crackerjack, and he certainly has turned out to be as good as you thought, as you said he was going to be.
1: Well, you know, no question, and certainly his football talent uh, is is we, we can all see that on display. You know, every Sunday, but it, his football intelligence and and the thing that really gets me is his leadership skills. I mean, you know, he works hard; he leaves no stone unturned in his preparation and. You know, a couple of years ago when when they weren't winning and, and Zach Taylor is getting a lot of grief, you know, he, he talks about culture in the locker room. Yeah, culture in the locker room. You're not winning any games. You know, when he got his players in there a year ago and you could see the leadership in the locker room and what that meant. And, and you know, the the guys, uh, you know, I think everybody knows what it takes to win, but doing what it takes to win is a different thing. And, and those guys, uh, you know, pay the price that they put in the time they put in the effort and they're not surprised by their success.
0: Mm. So Mm. Ken, your last, uh, and and Ken Anderson with us here on ESPN 681057, Isla and Louie taking you up until noon today here on a Friday show. You know, you're you're coaching with Pittsburgh when they win their uh, their title in 2009 as the (laughs) quarterback's coach. I mean, and I think that's your last, is that your last coaching job? And, And what was that ride like?
1: Well, no, it was fun. Uh, you know, I caught a lot of grief from people in Cincinnati uh, about sure. going to coach there. <laughs> but uh, I, I remind them that uh, I'm not the one that left Cincinnati coaching voluntarily. I was asked to leave. So <laughs> I am just, just trying to, you know, to get a job to uh, to, to get to my retirement. And, uh, you know, having a chance to go work with, with Coach Tomlin in, in Pittsburgh was uh, was something. He is just an outstanding coach and an outstanding person. And, you know, we, we had a pretty good football team. And, uh you know, I, I tell people that the, there are more similarities than differences between the two organizations. They're both family-run, and you know, we happen to have a, a real good quarterback there, and Ben Roethlisberger, and a good defense, and we got on a, on a run and happened to, to win a Super Bowl.
2: Now you don't you don't wear that Super Bowl ring around Cincinnati, do you? <laughs> uh,
1: no. Uh, in fact, until we moved back here, it never been to Cincinnati. I don't think. Uh, so it, it, it it's hidden away and. uh you know, I've got to go up to, to Pittsburgh for a, a card show. Uh, I, I think it's in, in May. So I may come out there and, and I'll wear it up in Pittsburgh.
2: There you go. There you go. Well, uh, we really appreciate your time, Kenny. And, uh, and, and I apologize for Louie. Louie, if you're from Batavia. It's Kenny Anderson. Oh, okay. not, 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 not. <laughs> I'm not from Batavia,
0: so there you go. I think <laughs> well, we l- let's get Kenny out of here on this. Uh, very much a contrast of styles of the quarterbacks this weekend between Pat Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Um, either talk about the quarterbacks or just about the matchup in general, but uh, it seems like people are starting to lean toward the Eagles in this one.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a, a lot of it's going to be the health of both quarterbacks, and you know, Jalen missed a couple games at the end of the season with you know with his shoulder. And he just really hasn't looked like himself in the playoffs again. But the defense has been outstanding. And, you know, uh, you know, it was the, the game before the AFC Championship game when uh, Holmes hurt his ankle. And looking at that on film, I don't know how it, he didn't break his leg, you know, with the hit that he took I and agree. falling on it. But, uh, you know, his mobility was certainly good enough to, to beat the Bengals in the, in the championship game. But, you know, I, I think if both of those quarterbacks are healthy, I think it's going to be – a a pretty high-scoring game. they both got good offensive lines. they both got good defensive lines. So I think this is going to be one heck of a matchup. Kenny,
2: we really appreciate your time. Give our love to the family and enjoy the Super Bowl on Sunday.
1: Well, now that I'm I'm close, I can drive down. You can buy me lunch down in Louisville.
2: Anytime. And anytime. You got it, brother. All you right. got it. Thanks. Thanks,
1: Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. You're
2: welcome. All right, Kenny Anderson. Starting the show on a Friday. How about that? The best the best and I'm I am i will say right up front I'm a biased man when it comes to best this best football
0: player not in the pro football hall of fame
2: no question I, I think no it especially because of
0: it. what I talked about with the completion percentage and what they did on offense and then everyone adopted it after that like it, no they they with the Walsh teams when he was an offensive coordinator they changed football no seriously and he,
2: and he had the longevity Louie played 16 years in the NFL I mean No, he gets to the Super Bowl. Now he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring as a quarterback, which probably is one of the reasons he's not in. But when you look at the stats, you're absolutely right. He is easily the best NFL player not to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: He also needs a radio show because that guy's got energy yeah no man no he 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 does they he got does nothing those, going on at
2: Cincinnati, so they need, they need to pick him up
0: there's like no no there's no radio stations up there he
2: do, he does one of those things you do he does a podcast that uh one that of I've those things on. you
0: do <laughs>
2: <laughs> that i've been on a couple of times oh, but he's he he's a good guy he's a good guy he um he went to augustana college there were a lot of people uh there was a huge lutheran church there were two there were two lutheran churches in batavia um uh, i went to the smaller one (laughs) and it it was um it was the missouri missouri Synod lutheran right then there was an american lutheran that kenny went to and there must have been 10 or 15 people a year from batavia that went to augustana college oh geez okay no, I, and so I mean I had tons of friends that went to Augustana. I've been to Augustana, um, but uh, but he, you know, like he said, he didn't get he didn't get. I I think he did get an academic scholarship because Kenny is a bright guy, really bright guy, um, and uh, I think he got an academic scholarship, a partial academic scholarship. But a guy comes out of high school, and that's why I, you know five star and four star and three star you never know you you never know here's a guy did not get an offer from one major college and winds up playing 16 years in the NFL
0: by the way Augustana is a member of the Annapolis group if people care uh, about academics it's a, actually a really really serious school so um,
2: yeah yeah no. there you go hey hey Louie we want to thank George and the Barnos team for bringing Lynch by. Yeah. ESPN Studios today, I hope that Phil gets there on time so that... uh, (laughs) Poor Phil. (laughs) We we don't want everybody, uh, you know... Gripe it on Phil and Bear Nose. <laughs> it's, it's your spot for the Louisville men's and women's games and for all the concerts down at Yump Center. Carry out, delivery, or dine-in. 14 area locations in Metro Louisville and Southern Indiana. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza.
0: And, of course, all the medium pizzas are available in a heart shape until Valentine's Day, so check those out as well. 45 years of Louisville-style pizza. Bear Nose, yes, it's that good. All right, man. Um, he, he got out of there without giving us a prediction, didn't he?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. I, I, it, it sounded like I mean he didn't come right out and say it. It sounded like he was leaning toward Philadelphia.
0: Though. He should. Uh, yeah, I think those AFC guys aren't allowed to say it out loud, right? You know, it's just. Uh, you know. <laughs> I, I you kind of giggled when I asked about the Steelers, and it had it didn't. It was like ten percent of my thought, but not like hey, you had to leave the Bengals to win a Super Bowl. That's not what I was trying to do, by the way. It was just you know his last act as an NFL coach is to coach Roethlisberger through. A Super Bowl, essentially. So you know, I mean, that's that's how diverse his career was in the NFL.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, and I mean, he did everything. He yeah. was uh, uh, he he worked for um, oh the tight end, his tight end that was coach of the Bengals for a while. Man, don't bring stuff up when you can't remember the <laughs> name. But anyway, that he was head coach uh, of the Bengals for a while. He was Kenny's tight end, and of course, Chris Collinsworth. Was um, yes. was one of Kenny's wide receivers while he was there, but uh, no, Kenny was. He did the radio for a while. He was assistant coach, and he he was assistant coach at a, at a couple of other teams. But of course, everybody remembers the one that he won the Super Bowl with Pittsburgh.
0: Kenny was on the team in the early '80s when they first put the stripes on the helmets.
2: Really? How about that? And and also, <laughs> he was one of the four. Uh Cincinnati, it took them a while, but just a year or two ago, Cincinnati started their ring of fame. And there were four initial inaugural. Ooh, can I guess? Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ooh, Okay, so Kenny, obviously. Yeah. Boomer, Sison. No. Whoa! Um, wow. Is Icky up there?
2: No. Oh, man. <sighs> you sure you want to guess? Hang on.
0: Baker I, d- I just, wanted to do the
2: icky shuffle. Oh, Anthony B- Munoz. B- Anthony Munoz. Baker just texted me. They'll get their pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Munoz.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So Kenny, Anthony. Oh, I can't believe Boomer's not up there. <sighs>
2: Well, he'll be up there, but this was just the inaugural class. And and the interesting thing is, in is, the is inaugural, is it class older of,
0: guys or is it some modern? Yeah, class no, it's all it's old, guys, it's older
2: guys. Yeah. Okay, then I may not know them, but I think. Well, one's obvious. Who started the franchise?
0: Oh, Mr. Brown got it. Okay. Yes. All
2: right. Yeah. Makes there sense. were two. The the um, and the other one was uh, was uh, is it Riley.
0: Oh, Ken Riley, faced? the old cornerback.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so what they did was the the organization picked two and they picked Mr. Brown and Anthony. And then the public oh. voted on the other two. And Kenny and and Ken Riley were the two that were voted in by the public.
0: Man, you got to be really good as a defensive back to get voted into the,
2: the top 2 of fan voting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well he did a franchise
2: this year. That's awesome.
0: No, seriously, that's awesome. Yeah, but I know so, he was there forever too. I think he played his whole career in Cincinnati. So.
2: Well and and I believe he is in Canton. I think he is in the he's Hall of Fame. Canton. I know Munoz is, but I but I think I think Riley's in the in the NFL yeah. Hall of Fame too. He
0: is. Uh, as of two thousand um two thousand twenty oh, was it this year did he get in? Oh, I'll have to look this up. There you go, played at Florida and M and then um, ended up up there. Let me see when he actually got into to the Hall of Fame here since Pro Football Hall of Fame. That is not easy to find, apparently. Um, 2023. So this
2: year you got in this, this year. year. Okay. How about that? All right. yeah. Hey, Louie, uh, Before we get into sports, I want to <laughs> I want to just talk about. <laughs> we interviewed Kenny Anderson. Not, not insults responses. It's not about yeah. sports. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to tell you about my trip to Buckler Farm. I, we do
0: need to update the trip to the the Hog and Lamb. Uh, <laughs> Humanely slaughtering facility. I agree. Go ahead.
2: Yeah i i didn't see any I didn't see any pigs. They oh. keep them. They keep them at separate farms. Got it. Okay. Um, but uh, but we. So I met uh, uh, Nathan and Emily at the uh, at the sheep facility. <laughs> Got to pet a lamb. There you go. And um, but uh, what a nice couple. Young young couple. Didn't get to meet Harrison. They have a two year old. Who was asleep in his car seat in the pickup truck. So I didn't get Yeah. But it reminded me so much, Louie, of my mom and dad when I was a little guy growing up on the farm. Just salt of the earth people, hard working people. And um they gave me a uh, some product and I was supposed to share it with you, but since since I won't see you for a while. Never gonna I'm happen. Yeah, never I'm gonna keeping happen. all of it. Yeah, I believe. Um, they gave uh, gave me some bacon, <laughs> uh, some so- some sausage, <laughs> uh, different kinds of sausage, uh, hot sausage, medium sausage, sage sausage, uh, some uh, bone in pork chop, and some pork bratwurst. <laughs> and 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 I had Damn. I had the pork bratwurst for dinner last night. Oh my goodness, is it delicious? Oh my goodness! And I told him we're going to help them. This won't be the last time you hear <laughs> me mention Buckler Farm because we're going to help this young couple grow this business. They're really, uh, even though they're old-time farmers with their work ethic and everything, they're they're brand new farmers with the way they're running it with the digital marketing sure. and and uh, and you know raising all of these critters without any yeah, non-gmo
0: or, uh, yeah. non-antibiotic yeah that's right yeah, yeah.
2: <clears throat> so go go to their website bucklerfarms.com and and if you uh, live uh, within 50 miles the delivery's free and ju- just a great young couple i had a terrific time
0: that's the thing man like it, you look at the price and it matches up with what you get at the store and they bring it to your house and it's fresh from and, Shelby County. I mean,
2: it's it's yeah. No, you can't get any better than that. No, and I'm telling you, this bratwurst was the best bratwurst I've ever had. Ooh. it was it was fabulous. It, it, freshness makes
0: a huge difference, and so it's uh, no, it's fun. We're, we've got great partners, man, and Buckler is yep. way at the top of that list for sure. That's great.
2: Yeah. No. Here. Nice people
0: setting nice up the people. show. Uh, we do have to talk UK heading to Athens, and then of course uh, Louisville's heading to Miami. Super Bowl um, NBA trade day, uh, trade deadline, not the trade deadline. Tread Dadeline, what was I going to say? Um, <laughs> come and Gone, we'll talk about that. We'll do Picks Without Pat, of course. Uh, of those games I just mentioned, and uh, Derby prep season, Dan.
2: Yes. We're yes. into it.
0: We're into it, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, man. Avery, let's take an early break here, and then we'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, on the other side, we'll, uh, we'll talk about UK and see if we can figure out what they're going to do at noon tomorrow in Athens. I have I have a three-game parlay involving the Super Bowl and the two basketball games tomorrow. Ooh. That, Ooh, I feel, that I feel I pretty like strongly it. about and I think you can you can have some fun with.
2: But uh, I like it, okay. I'll all give out right. bad
0: hey. betting advice next, but Dan will tell you about our friends at Kentucky Tourism first.
2: When you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the Bluegrass State. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or ev- even venture deep underground. <laughs> Man, neither one of us can talk this morning. This is Kentucky. Come see you for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com.
0: This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. 1030 segment here on a Friday. We made it, folks. Here on Issel and Louis, we're taking up until noon. Fast break Friday. Paul Rogers and... um bob valvano they are in transit to miami so i don't know what the layout of that show is and mostly because even though i've seen nick valvano about 45 times today it doesn't mean that he even knows um after him of course is first replay i'm kidding nick i'm kidding um not that he ever listens to this show uh first replay they will have the uh, mixtape of course around five thirty, with our guys sofro and uh Sweezy and streedle over there uh like we say every day, local programming seven to six here on six eighty one seven. A reminder: we are your home for the Super Bowl here in Westwood. One's coverage of that uh, Sunday, Chiefs Eagles pregame at two. So just turn on your smart speaker, let it go, um, and we'll kick off at six thirty on ESPN six eighty one three nine. Will join after U uh, of L women's basketball, which I do want to mention one thirty pregame, two o'clock live play by play with a very excited Nick Curran. Uh, you'll get that coverage. Uh, no postgame show, which means they will win the game um on sunday Uh, our big game coverage on espn louisville is presented by the following people and there are a lot of them so pay attention liquor barn isaac's and isaac's we win.com kroger and cox's spirit shops and evergreen liquors so all of those things go to all those places sue somebody um, buy some liquor get some groceries (laughs) do all of the things that i just mentioned we really appreciate it thank you very much all right Sue someone. <laughs> so
1: sometimes you just gotta sue someone.
0: Sometimes you just guess. Someone's suggesting that 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 Buckler Farm should move to Wednesday, and the segment should be brats or bologna. Ooh, I like that too. I don't hate that. Nate, let's talk. Um, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. So then uh, someone uh, else asking, "How did you cook?" Oh, uh, your brat, Dan. What was the what was the methodology?
2: Well, well, uh, we're we're staying at uh, at Sherry's sisters, and and my brother in law is an old time guy. He's got he doesn't have a gas grill. He has one of those kettle things. Yeah, I have that. That, yep. that he actually yeah you do that he actually still puts charcoal in, and and so for uh, for four brats, I didn't think that was worth the trouble. So Mrs. Yeah, right. is, Mrs. Issel uh cooked them in the uh in the oven. But I can hardly wait to get back to Denver and try some of this stuff on my grill.
0: I do think baking them is is a good method though, for sure. Um, yeah, no, they uh, they came out like sure I said
2: it right was Denver. delicious. Yep.
0: Uh there's a horse farm for sale in Baghdad, Dan. Um 100 acres, 20 stall horse barn, suggesting you move back Buckler Farm moves there and you have
2: your horses. Ooh. Coming on the text it, line. All right. Horses? pigs, uh lambs, and, chick- and chickens. There you go. I like it. You hang out, I like it a lot. Hang out with Nate. Harrison in can fact, become an I expert. In fact, I told Nate, uh, I expert. told Nate, yeah, this is ironic that we would have Kenny on today <laughs> because at one time Kenny and I owned a grain farm mm. in Eminence, Kentucky, right outside of Eminence, Kentucky, and it wasn't very successful. I told him one year we had no rain. And our corn Ugh. looked like those little ears of corn that you put on relish trays. That's what that's what our field Baby corn looked corn. like. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't a successful operation. But that's the first thing Nate said. Nate said, "If you want to buy another one, I'll run it for you." <laughs> that
0: sounds right. I um, uh, so when I was at U of L on faculty, I was part of something called the Kentucky Center for the um oh, the Commonwealth Center for the Humanities. Excuse me. And I did an interview, I didn't do the interview, I shouldn't say that, a student of mine was a member of a black Baptist church that was founded by freed slaves before emancipation and was still wow. was still um, still going, I think they still are. Wow. And she did an interview with three women over the age of 95. And in <laughs> about 20 minutes in, they kind of forgot she was there, and they all just kind of talked how they used to talk. And they did like two and a half hours, these old ladies. And it... Dan, we found grammar structures, sentence structures, that kind of stuff in their speech that dated to Shakespeare. <laughs> I mean, just old. It was awesome. So Eminence, Eminence, in my heart, is just this, this great place. And it was so funny because our kids were running cross country last fall. And for some reason, Eminence got put into our little league. And so I walked over and I'm like, I am so sorry. Do you know such and such woman? She was a student of mine at U of L. Oh yeah, she's since moved to Atlanta, da, da 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 and I'm like, so she's doing okay, right? <laughs> like I really this, yeah. she had introduced yeah. me to this really interesting recording, which is still I am sure I'm sure it's still on file at U of L. But um
2: yeah, that was really fun. Um, so. the, uh, that leads me to another thought that I have, <laughs> and and that is you're talking about segregation and integration. I finally got a chance to watch the second episode. Of Southern Hoops last night. Okay, and if you are a basketball fan, especially if you're an SEC fan, and especially, especially if you're a Kentucky fan, you have to watch the first two episodes of these of these two shows. It 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 is fantastic, and last night uh, was uh, a lot about Pete Maravich, a lot about um, uh, uh, Perry Wallace uh at Vanderbilt being the first African-American player uh basketball player in the SEC. Uh and at the very end it goes black screen and it says in memory of Mike Pratt. I mean it was it was sensational. So I had a good day yesterday. It sounds like it yep yeah good for you i I, yep. I I also had a good day but it was nothing
0: like your day so <laughs> um hey Avery I just put a link on the bottom of the show sheet I don't know how easy it would be for you to get that sound but that's Dan from the Paul Feinbaum show talking about Southern hoops and pistol Pete and and so if we can get that sound I would love it I also would love um to do eventually I think probably at 11 there's some sound from do you know Jeff Goodman and um uh Doug Gottlieb Dan Yes, guys. That cover. They did a, yeah. a, a about a two and a half minute little little aside about Kenny Payne and the job he's doing here, and about giving him another year and what the expectation should be. And I, I'd love to get your reaction to it. So uh,
2: yeah. I, I I have met Gottlieb. I don't think I've met Goodman. But okay. I've met I've met Doug. Doug was actually at Breeders Cup.
0: Did you did you say hi to him then? No, I didn't see. <laughs> I didn't see. It. So this is what I always laugh because we have this silly podcast called the Horse Racing Happy Hour, and Radio Row this year was um doug Gottlieb um x m and then us <laughs> it's like, and Mike and me were like smuggling in TVs to watch you know to watch college football and you know this kind of stuff oh man <laughs> that's so stupid that's great um but yeah so uh u k traveling to uh, to Athens tomorrow yes um i'm gonna you know i'm gonna guess this is gonna be about an eight and a half point spread since uh, Georgia just lost at home to old Miss right.
2: Um. Do you, in fact, in fact, Georgia has lost four out of their last five games. Their win, their win, out of those five games was an overtime three point drubbing of South Carolina. So um, they're well, not playing exactly great basketball right now either.
0: Man, I'll tell you, I think, I think though, after you know, we watched South Carolina and Rupp Arena. South Carolina is clearly a quad one team, and so. <laughs> I, that's that's a pretty good win for Georgia. <laughs> God. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I to me, this is a game like the Vanderbilt game was where Kentucky just has to go no emotion, just go win, win by 12, 15, whatever it is, and just get, get the job just done, whatever
2: that yeah, looks like. Yeah, I think, I think they bounce back big time in this game. I mean, they, if they don't, then I'm going to start questioning how big their hearts are because there was an article and um, I, I, I haven't seen it on any of our and um, any of our uh, Herald leader stuff, but I just happened to to open the paper uh, digitally and there was Mark story has a, an article about what happened to Oscar Sheboy and you know they were asking Cal after the last game why, uh, w- why he played Oscar so much and Collins so little when it was obvious to just about everybody out there that Collins was having the better game, and you know Cal said all the right things. You got to dance with a guy who brought you in. And, you know, I I want to get here was here was a quote that I found very interesting. He said, "We need to get Oscar right." Ma. oof, ah, oof. Uh but so I, I expect them to bounce back big time. So if it's if it's well I'll save my but uh <clears throat> matchup predictor, Louis, seventy four percent. So
0: Yeah, I think the Ole Miss matchup predictor was right about that number. So they're kind of predicting the same thing. I, I will say this though. Nine point wins aren't good enough right now with where they are in the season, especially since Georgia is still in the quad two area right now as a road win. Mm-hmm. So, like, go win. If you can get a double-digit win here, it's actually very helpful. So
2: I, Yeah. I, mean. yeah. I, I, I think <sighs> I also read someplace where the um, – Just Kentucky – I know Kentucky's one and seven against quad one teams. Yes. But the margin of defeat is oh. like double digits. Yeah. In those games, right. so yeah, they lost no, by nine
0: in that Michigan State game. Then they lost uh, by sixteen to Gonzaga. Then they played Michigan and won that game. I don't know if that's the Quad One win. They lost by ten to uh, UCLA. They lost by fourteen at Missouri. Um, sorry,
2: a hundred and seven at Alabama.
0: Then they lost to Alabama badly enough that they had to pay. Um, they had to pay a dowry to get out of town. And then, of course, they lost to South Carolina. Beat Tennessee by uh, – that was actually a seven-point game. That's the quad one win. There it is. You're right. And then, um, yeah, Michigan hasn't done them any favors um, as far as that game. They beat Georgia by 14, beat A&M by nine. There are so many games that are right on that edge that they need needed to be a little bit better. But do you have the Chris Mack sound about about Oscar by chance? As that's floating around in yesterday's folders. Um, so Chris Mack is starting to make media rounds, Dan.
2: Oh, that's good. And, that's uh, good.
0: That's <laughs> good. You know what's funny is is I think it's actually really good. Um, all right, okay. Uh, I think I should pause the show because I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of text about this. So I am aware that there's been an arrest of a player who was on the '86 championship team across the street. I don't know anything more than anyone else here does or anyone on the text line does, and so I'm not going to comment on it. And I'm not going to mention the person's name because I really I. I I haven't gotten anything personally about it, but I'm very aware of it. But no, I am not going to talk about it because, frankly, I don't know the details of it. So um, is this the time that I should bring up, Dan, that I am not going to be here next week? Sure. <laughs> so our, 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 our school district always takes the next week off. And so my wife and I have started to take trips during this time. And uh, Well,
2: I mean, after, after the big win... In the I mean, nobody's going to be paying attention for a week anyway. They'll be, they'll still be celebrating the Scholastic win, and so I, I, I see why they take the week off.
0: I'm taking the, I'm taking the trophy, and I'm going to put it next to me on the beach, and it's going to be delightful. You understand
2: me? Kind, of, kind of like the. Uh, here's, here's what you ought to do. You ought, you ought to give each kid on the team, like they do with a Stanley Cup, each kid on the team gets to keep the trophy for a day. We and do Take that. it and do whatever he wants with. Yeah, it. Yeah, we do that. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: and then I have I have the parents take one picture, and we put together like a photo montage, and, and it goes with the uh, it goes with the trophy. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you darn right. It happen- It's such we're so used to success that we yeah. have methodologies around how to celebrate the success. How about that? I got you.
2: It's kind of like the UCLA 88-game winning
0: streak.
2: <laughs> if you ever are defeated, it'll be a shock to everybody in the country.
0: There you go. Or like UConn. You, you know, back-to-back loss is first time in 30 years. That's kind of where we're at. There you go. Yep. Um, yep. All right, so we're both predicting a win there. Did you find the Chris Mack sound? No? Okay, thank you, Avery. Um, and so... Uh, <laughs> It's is a professional show what? we're running here. So. Is- I did type in Mac and Oscar, and it wasn't in yesterday's folder. Okay. So there was nothing there.
2: Got it. Um,
0: <laughs> at least it just doesn't want to pop up for me. Boy, is,
2: is it good that it's Friday. It's good to be Avery, man, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, but you uh, will get
0: Gandolfo four days next week. You'll get Cam uh, Drummond on Tuesday. Um, and so uh, that'll be your, your lineup for next week, and it um, should be a lot of fun uh with with Dan and, and Mike. What do you guys talk about when I'm not here? I imagine you make fun you, of me a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: we talk about you mostly. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll have everything that we usually have to talk about. We'll have the Super Bowl. I was gonna say you're we'll gonna have, have a lot
0: to react to actually. Yeah.
2: We'll have U of L and we'll have UK and we'll have my new favorite team, Indiana. <laughs> uh, so we'll have we'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs>
0: So I I think one thing as part of my three-team parlay that I'm going to put out there is I think you just buy Miami, I don't know what the spread's going to be, to minus 19 and a half. Mm. Because I think they win by 20 or more.
2: I'm guessing guessing the spread is going to be more than that because the matchup predictor, did you see this? I've never seen one this low. Louisville in the matchup predictor has a 1.3% chance of winning the game. That's a little high. I've ne- <laughs> I've never seen one that one sided. Texter one point three percent. God, I, I love our
0: listeners, Dan. We have great listeners. Texter, four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Louie, did any of your old teammates ever tell you not to take the academic team coaching job? <laughs> 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 look, look, Dan, one. Dan, I <laughs> I had to take the job.
2: Don't, so louis, that don't do it louis so that don't people would it.
0: remember the great academic don't teams it, of 1984 um the, the great the great tradition <laughs> of kids doing math and science and and solving problems and writing essays if i don't do it
2: who will they'll That's get right. someone
0: who doesn't understand the history dan
2: what what do you call those things that you used to do math on a uh, uh, abacus <laughs> uh, abacus yeah Abacus, yeah. Yeah. You want to add to the abacus in the rafters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> text are suggesting I don't put too much uh, pressure on Avery. She's too busy um, finding songs without lyrics. We <laughs> 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 got great listeners, Dan. I'm telling you. Um, oh, That's man, oh, man.
2: terrific. That's terrific.
0: I'm actually, you know, I have a uh, – so it's funny, this, this, this competition – so it's it's all day tomorrow. It really is. i, I got to be somewhere at 8 o'clock, and then I'll get home around uh, after dinner, 5, 6 o'clock, something like that. And um, today, I get to spend like four or five hours grading the work of kids in different districts than mine.
1: <laughs> so yeah. i,
0: I got to read like a 10-year-old writing an essay about, um, oh, what was the topic this year? It was uh, kids spending too much time on their phones, Dan. You
2: would have loved it. Ooh, I love that. topic.
0: <laughs> Are phones good for kids?
2: Should kids
0: have phones yeah, at school? Throw the darn things away. <laughs>
2: that, uh, that would be my essay. <laughs> oh man, but,
0: uh, but yeah, so that'll be fun. And uh, I'm uh, no, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Our kids have been. It, it is a weird thing to have so few competitions for how long we practice. Hmm. Right, there's only four days of competition, and really for the average kid, there's two. And so you work like 4 or 5 months for for 2 days essentially. Two days. Yeah, it's really. Huh. Yeah, it's not. I imagine for a 10-year-old there's a lot of pressure. I hope uh I hope my I'm pretty lighthearted on on the actual competition days so that the kids know uh um,
2: good. Yeah. Good. So. They've got enough pressure on them. Yeah. So
0: someone texting in. Da, 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 da.
2: Oh, um the the
0: guy who suggested the the farm in Baghdad it's um uh, it is a buddy Ryan's old farm. How about that?
2: Really? How about that? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think those I think those are uh, show horse farms. Yeah, uh, no, Buddy Ryan had thoroughbreds. Yeah, Buddy Ryan had thoroughbreds. Sure. Yeah, okay.
0: Look, I'm sure Nate Buckler can 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 carve out a dirt track for us. You understand me?
2: Absolutely. There you go. All right. Hey, yeah, we'll there. train those little jokers there.
0: <laughs> Get those lamb races going. <laughs> I bet on a lamb race. Avery, would you, you bet, bet on, on a lamb any, race? Bet
2: it would be cute to, to
1: watch. It would
2: be cute to watch. It would. Yeah. Like, just
1: get them the little coats with the numbers <laughs> and just, like, let them go.
2: If, if you could somehow translate them that the last one to the wire is going to be chops by dinner time, <laughs> that you would have a great competition.
0: The, um, you, you know what would be awesome is you're, when you open your chicken farm, the chickens could be the jockeys for the lambs. <laughs> that's what you do that's the play yes that that would be really funny just chickens like waving their arms this show
2: is (laughs) this show is starting to sound like a bobby v show oh man
0: no we're actually going to take commercial breaks and like people will know that there's a general direction and i haven't mentioned italian food yet or you know um there's been no mention of new york city um we get it you're from new york you know nothing like that yeah
2: no okay um so we really shouldn't be making fun of Bob shows. There, there are other shows on on the on these airwaves <laughs> that deserve, deserve our criticism a lot more than Bobby V. So, All right. hey, uh, did you read this article about the twenty twenty two recruits? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, did, I, I was I was
0: looking at the one about the defense that Cam put up, but the Ben Roberts one that you're talking about. Yes,
2: yeah. Uh well which one do you want to talk about? Either Cause one cuz I have a I have an opinion about both of them. Okay.
0: Uh I let's talk about the defense right now. Let's just keep with the team um because okay. we we talked about them traveling. I want to hear why you you're so convinced they're going to bounce back here.
2: Uh be, well, just just because that's what they do and this team that they're playing isn't very good. I don't know what the net ping pong rankings are, but but to the eye test, Georgia isn't that good. And this, I mean, if they lose this game, they might as well be making NIT plans. So that's why I think they'll bounce back. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah so um, the uh, Cam's article, uh, he points out that it was Alabama who really exposed uh, Kentucky's inability to guard the pick-and-roll when when Oscar's put in the pick-and-roll. And And so Cam's, the the gist of Cam's article is, you know, have they gotten better? And I would say if they have, it ain't much. Uh, And because even Coach O said it was still a work in progress. But toward the end of the article, Cam makes the point that maybe when they look better, Against the high pick and roll, it's just because of the quality of players. Right, and and that's that's the that's the way I would go. Have you watched that any it, of
0: these uh, these videos that he's put together on Twitter?
2: No, oh. I don't look at Twitter.
0: I, I know, but there it's in the article, and you can just click on it. Oh, oh. and he does yeah. a very good job of showing how teams match up and what. The oh, I
2: saw that. He's got he's got uh, like a little diagram. Yes, there he does yeah. a very good job of those. So, yeah,
0: what I'd like to point out is. Jack Grossman leaves the market. Cam Drummond starts dominating. I just want to point that out. You know, just total IU journalism domination. BBN putting up these these Twitter diagrams. I mean, Cam's dominating.
2: There you go. Yeah, get out of the yeah. way, Jack. But but I think I I think the the biggest point he makes is you know it depends on who's running it uh, because they still haven't figured out or at least Oscar hasn't. Still, I mean, he's. He's still got his palms up to the sky so <laughs> what are we doing
0: here uh, no it's it's no but you're right about that frankly and it, i mean sometimes it comes down to the analysis being as simple as when they play good teams that's you know they they lose i mean that's what this team is right and they play bad so, teams close i mean it seems so, to be the, the the trend right
2: well uh, but what the lsu I find- game was a
0: 3 was a three-point game, and LSU's 1-10 in, in the conference now.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. By the you're way, absolutely. text line
0: asking for more lamb racing talk.
2: <laughs> no, we're done with the lamb racing. Same texture uh, suggesting
0: it wouldn't be a jockey. It would be a cocky. Agree with that.
2: <laughs> Dan cannot believe he got out of bed for this show. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But, I mean, I, I can't believe how blatant teams are. I mean, people are just telling over and that's, over and that over That is again. the remarkable
0: thing is that people yeah, are saying we, it out loud. Hey,
2: we, we came in this game. We knew Oscar couldn't play the pick and roll, and so we were going right at him. I mean, that's basically what every successful team has said since Alabama.
0: I'm going to make angry, Avery angry for no reason. You ready? Yeah. Reminder that it was coming home from the Georgia game That Dan just left a girl on the tarmac and chased after Sherry. Now, we like Sherry a lot, but Avery's still mad about Little Miss that got left on the tarmac. Yeah, I'm still a little bitter about that. (laughs) You did get your princess and I love Sherry,
1: but you left her on a tarmac.
2: Well, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's called an executive decision, Avery. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I hope it worked out for her. Because it sure worked out for me. <laughs> Boom,
0: Boom. <laughs> Something about means and ends and justifying. There you go. Exactly. All right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Look at this. Is well, friendly- I'm trying to talk about basketball here, and you keep going other places. <laughs> Come on now, Louie. Focus. I'm, I'm trying to have focus. fun before
0: I read fourth grader essays for the next ten, you know, five hours or whatever. So, um, I think phones are bad. Period. Thank uh, you Thank you for your contribution yep. to Western civilization.
2: Uh, I, if, if somebody, if somebody if that's somebody's essay, I want you to give him <laughs> an A plus 100 percent in the notes. Dan Essel says good job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, all right, so if Louisville wins in Miami, that a boy,
2: get back on track.
0: If Louisville wins in Miami, what will, what will you and Mike talk about on Monday? Because Mike thinks that Kenny Payne's doing a really good job.
2: Are you serious? I am. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's doing a really good job, but I don't think he's doing a poor enough job to people start talking about getting rid of him. So, yeah, well, it, th- first of all, that's like saying, "Hey, uh, Dan, if if <laughs> if you win, uh, if you hit the lottery this weekend, what are you going to talk about on Monday?" Because what is it, uh, one in three hundred million? That's about the chance I give to Louisville. Oh, so we, don't, oh we don't. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about. We we don't have to worry about what we're going to say about Louisville. All right. Okay. I um yeah okay all right
0: fair enough all right um, I wish we had the uh, the Chris Max sound Andy if you're listening um we'll uh...
2: now what 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 in the earth. Who are who on the earth? Yeah. is Chris Mack talking to?
0: He does like some Field of Sixty Eight stuff. It's the podcast thing that Jeff Greer and, and uh, Jack are involved with.
2: Mm. So he's still in Louisville.
0: Yeah, I think his daughters in school are still in high school here. So yeah, he's still, he's still, oh, still okay. Yeah, yeah. All
2: right. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> Did he, I uh, will say yes? Andy was listening earlier because we tricked him. He thought Dan was in studio.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh. Apparently, it sounded like you were in studio today, Dan.
2: Good, good. I like that.
0: <laughs> Any takeaways from the NBA trade deadline?
2: Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, there are um, there are some big winners, uh, and some <laughs> and, and some people that are just oh. kind of trading pieces. Uh, I. You know, uh, when uh, well, first of all, let's give the obvious one. I mean, with with uh, uh, with the, the Phoenix Suns uh, and, and the deal they made, I think they they automatically go if they can stay healthy. Now they haven't been able to. Durant hasn't stayed healthy. Booker hasn't stayed healthy. Paul hasn't stayed healthy. Right. But. But, like you said yesterday it 's amazing how when things get better, it doesn 't quite take these guys that long to come back from injury. Yeah. But if they stay healthy, um, I, I would say that Phoenix has to be the favorite to win the whole thing right now, so and they 're just going to uh, try to
0: outscore people I mean, yeah, honestly, like they 're just the first one hundred and twenty five wins kind of thing exactly I think them for sure yeah
2: exactly so so they're the big winners. I don't know getting uh, Russell back to the Lakers. I, I I start worrying about guys that seem to be pretty talented, Louie, that have been with five teams in eight years. Or yeah. you know, I, I I I worry about that. So my biggest winner is uh, Phoenix. My second biggest winner is John Wall, okay. because once again. He goes back to Houston, will make millions and millions of dollars, and will never have to suit up again. So he's the second. The experiment experiment with the Clippers didn't work out too well for John. And so, um, you know, good for him. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, Take care of your money. And you're you're the second biggest winner in the trade deadline
0: moves. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I um, it, it I think 28 NBA teams made a deal yesterday, or made a deal mm-hmm. like this week, something like that. So huge number. I don't know what my Pistons are doing. Giving up? Sadiq. Why would that, Why would I, I they don't want Wiseman for Sadiq Bay too? And Bay plays every game. For where they are right now, you need guys to just, I mean, frankly, fill out the roster. I. <clears throat> And I think Bay, he's going to go out there and he's going to be really good. And I, I like not up to Draymond level, but he's he's built in the same kind of way that Draymond is.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. I don't know why you need Wiseman when you've already got your big man who's yeah. just turned 18. I yeah. That, that well, one I really, really, you
2: know, answer. you never you, you have to look behind the curtain with these trades right. too to see, you know, how long the contracts are and. You know, maybe they're making deals to position themselves to have more cap room down the line. so, you know, you can't lose
0: more games to get Vic. Exactly. You can't
2: you can't just say, well, this player went here and he's a whole lot better than that player who went there. That that doesn't work out anymore. I'll tell you another another move I like is the Warriors getting um, the gloves kid back. Um, Peyton? Oh Harry yeah, yeah. Payton, yeah. Gary Harry Payton, Payton the second. The yes. Second. Yep. I did. I did like that move because he was there and was very successful while he was there. So I, 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 I do think that'll help the Warriors.
0: Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's our. Uh, there's Dan's uh, takes on all of the uh, NBA trades. On the other end, we'll do some sound. We have the max sound now. Um, Yay. And, and and we will get to that. He talks about Oscar and I. Um, before the season, I feel like I was the only one worried about knee surgery. And so, um,
2: no, but it's starting to uh, that, that article that, narrative that I referenced earlier, Mark Story. It, it yeah. creeped, uh, it creeped into that article. So appreciate Mark Story listening. Talk about it. Yep, appreciate
0: yep. Mark Story listening. Um, and uh, we'll get into that on the other side. First hour of the show, of course, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism at kentuckytourism.com. Um, anything that you're planning in the Bluegrass State, uh, Dan mentioned Keeneland opening in how many days, Dan?
2: A uh, month and a half.
0: month and a half. Look at that. Make all those plans at KentuckyTourism.com. Max Sound next. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did.
1: You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say,
0: hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear.
1: Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.